Welcome to Founders Time Podcast, where founders shine. Have you ever thought, I have this idea and I'd love to start a business. I'm just not sure how. Then you're in the right place. Founders Time aimed to inform and empower female vetpreneurs, military, veteran, and military spouses entrepreneurs by sharing actionable steps, tips, and resources to grow your business lean and smart. Everything you would need to start, scale, and succeed. Now, your host, Nierka Castaneda. Hello again. This is Nyorka Castaneda with uh, Founders Time Podcast. Uh, today we have a guest, uh, Ian Mannheimer, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his story, about his challenges, his golden nuggets, and uh, the exciting project that he has going on now. Um, you want to talk? Yeah. Sure. So my name is Ian Mannheimer. I'm currently 46 years old. I live in Vancouver, Washington. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and grew up in South Florida the majority of my life. Um, I was raised by an amazing single mother who I can't praise enough. She was absolutely phenomenal. Um, best mom I could possibly wish for. My dad took off when I was a kid in the middle of the night. I never saw him until I was about 30 years old. So it was kind of rough growing up, you know, went through a lot of struggles. I got um, keep food on the table. So um, being home, I guess, for lack of better terms, alone a lot, I, I managed to get myself into quite a bit of trouble as a young, young kid. Um, started drinking, doing drugs, got into a lot of fights, was really disrespectful, battled with depression, um, you know, low self-esteem, um, attempted suicide, and a variety of different things throughout my youth and childhood. I shouldn't say childhood. I should say um, middle school years were really, really difficult. and. Um, even though I had an amazing foundation with my mom, I chose to get into trouble as a way of coping. You know, I dealt with some physical abuse. We had some roommates and um, one of the roommates used to bring friends over. They would hold me down, hit me, punch me, do all sorts of stuff. Um, that's how I started using drugs was he actually got me started drinking and smoking pot. And then just, just from there kind of spiraled and went off on my own tangent by the time I was um, 14 I was smoking pot drinking doing acid doing cocaine and I'm just basically going downhill really fast uh, I got into a freshman year in high school I got into a program called the starting place which was in Pompano in Florida and had no intention of getting clean or changing my life around whatsoever um, but somewhere along the lines I had a counselor his name's Jeff Dahlia who I'm still in contact with today um, he just said something. I have no idea what it was. I have no clue to this day what he said, but something just clicked in my mind and I made the decision to change the direction of my life. So I quit drinking. I started going to NA meetings. I started um, turning my life around, started giving back to the community, started doing community service work. I got involved with tons of different organizations and basically did a 180 flip on my life. Um, became very heavily involved with recovery community. I would go into jails and institutions, you know, share my story of some of the struggles I went through and how I was working through those struggles to get to where, you know, changed my life. So fast forwarding, I'm now 46. That was when I was 15. So basically the past 30 years of my life, I've been on a journey of self-improvement, growth, discovery, and 
basically elevating who I am as careers. I've done everything from education. I was a special ed teacher for students with severe emotional behavior disorders. I've worked with um, marketing. I've worked at McDonald's. I've worked basically a variety of different careers. I, I used to change oil at Firestone. Basically, I've done a variety of different things. And in 2001, I believe it was, I, I was 1999, my kids were born. 19, I think it was 99 or 2000. The, the casino opened up in Coconut Creek, Florida. And I took, um, loved the job, had a great time, had tons of fun. And I had cousins who lived out in Washington. I wanted to come visit them. So we planned a trip out to Washington State. When I came out to Washington State, absolutely fell in love with the state and thought it was the most beautiful place I'd ever seen. I mean, there was mountains, there was beaches, there was waterfalls, you know, change of colors, fresh air, and it was totally opposite of everything that I didn't like of Florida. So I decided I wanted to move out here. And while we were up here, I overheard um, a lady, we were up at Ocean Shores, and it's a little family entertainment center. And I heard a lady saying she was gonna sell her laser tag. And my mind just blew up, because you know, late 90s, early 2000s, laser tag was really popular. And I, I looked at that as an opportunity to start my own business. I said, I can get away from Florida, which I didn't like being in. You know, I don't like the heat. It was too hot. My kids who were two at the time didn't want to go outside because they felt it was too hot. And I said, I want my kids to be outside. I want them to experience life. So I made the decision to buy this business, move my family from Florida to Washington State and kind of go for it. It didn't take off the way I had hoped initially. You know, it's, there's a lot more to starting a business. I had no business background, no clue, just, just a vision and a dream of starting something new. So when I moved out to Washington State, I did the same thing. I kind of bounced around different positions. Um, I worked at Blockbuster when Blockbuster was a thing. I sold Kirby vacuums to try to make some money. And then I, I landed a job at a local school district, the Vancouver School District, as a paraeducator, put myself back through school. Um, got my bachelor's in education with a special ed endorsement and started teaching. And while I was teaching, I started focusing on building up my business on the side. So my laser tag business I ran for the summer, just you know, on and off, sold that in 2006. And then 2007, I started with some smaller um, inflatables and started just a party rental company. So my teacher income was what I was living off of, building up my business on the side. Every time I would do events, I would just put that money away. And then as I started generating more revenue, I would invest back in the business, buy more equipment, and started building that up. 2014, I, um, I, I was still teaching. I came across an opportunity to expand my business into the photo booth industry, which is a natural, you know, into what I was currently doing in party rentals and entertainment. So I bought a photo booth company called VIP Photo Booth. I left teaching that year. So 2014, 15 was my last year teaching. And I just started doing my business full time at that point. So fast forwarding 2015 to 2020, spent a lot of time, you know, networking, getting involved with nonprofit organizations, getting involved with the community, doing give back, you know, still working on personal development, reading books, you know, networking with people, talking to other professionals, and really just learning as much as I could, not only about my industry, but about mindset, about you know, how to become a better person, how to give back more, what we can do to have a bigger impact on, on the community. So that's kind of what, where I was trending at that point. 
2018, I won an award in my community called Impactful Man of the Year. And I won that award because okay. it, it was a nomination. Go ahead. Very good. Thank you. So I won the award, but it was a nomination based. So people had to nominate different people. The committee went back, looked over all of the nominations. And apparently I had the highest number of nominations and the most diverse and impactful nominations. So that's why I was awarded impactful man of the year. And what was really interesting about that was a friend of mine who was a coach came up to me and approached me and said, now that you won this award, what are you going to do with it? And I said, what do you mean, what am I going to do with it? I won the award because of what I'm already doing. And she said to me, said, well, that's great that you won it because of what you've done so far. But now you have this title. You have people looking at you. You have a new level of respect. How are you going to impact the world greater now? And I was like, um, I don't know. So she challenged me. She said, have you ever thought about an influencer? Have you ever thought of coaching? And I said, oh yeah, I used to do that years ago when I first got clean and got off of drugs and I used to mentor people and I sponsored people and I, I, I used to really enjoy that. And she goes, well, have you ever looked at going back into it? And I said, well, not really. I said, I'm really focused on my other two businesses. I don't have time right now to do anything else. I don't have the capacity. I'm currently really focused on building my two businesses. So she put that bug in my ear and said, well, I would seriously consider thinking about coaching or influencing in some way. So I've kept that in the back of my mind. And then um, when the world started shifting here a few months ago, and um, basically my business, we're in the events business and events stopped. And I yeah. came across um, the Rise Up Challenge on Facebook. And I, I said, hmm, what is this? And I started watching the Rise Up videos and there were all these different motivational speakers. And they were all big name people, you know, like, Les Brown, different big name people. And I was listening to their message and listening to their message and I started thinking, these people are all saying the same thing that I say when I talk to people. They're not shedding like any of this major new knowledge. And I said, why aren't I doing this? Yes. So I started saying, maybe I should start doing this. You know, all these arrows are pointing in this direction of me getting out there and sharing my story with people, sharing my experience, sharing the things that I've learned and things that I've either read in a book or learn from other business mentors or learn through trial and error. So I started pursuing this and that kind of leads me to where I am today. And you know, we started a 30 day, 30 second flip the switch challenge, which is focused on creating positivity and happiness in people's lives. I started a brand which isn't even launched yet called shout from the heart. That there's greatness in everybody. There's untapped potential dreams, you know, all these things that we want to accomplish. And I think a lot of times people either don't know how to get from where they currently are to where they want to be, or maybe they, they think there might be greatness, but they don't really believe it for themselves. Or they say things along the lines of, you know, if my life was really so great, you know, or if I was really so great, my life wouldn't look like this. Or, you know, look at what a, excuse my language, like, Look at what crap my life is in right now, you know, and, and they're struggling with finding that greatness within and how to get from where you are to where you want to be. So that's where I want to try to help people is I want to help people say, find your heart's desire, tap into that heart's desire, 
live a life of authenticity. Find your dreams and pursue them. And no matter what, follow that heart. Because that, that, at the end of the day, when we, you know, come to our the looking back in the mirror, that's whose opinion counts. And so often we're so afraid of either judgment from other people or society says we have to be a certain way or we're expected to do all these things and we don't honor who we are as people. So that's kind of my message is I want people to really tap into who their, their heart's desire is. What is it that you as a person are passionate about? What is it that makes you feel good? What, what makes you wanna jump out of bed in the morning and start your day? And when we can tap into those things and make those things grow and start living a life of authenticity, miracles start to happen. Isn't and we start to, we start to feel happier. We start to feel more alive. And I heard this great quote, um, Jim Quick said this, and it really resonated with me. I thought it was a really cool quote. He said, people don't get burnt out by doing too much. They get burnt out by not doing enough of the things that make them feel alive. And that quote really, it resonated with me so strong because it's so easy to get stuck in the trap of working every day and taking care of kids and paying bills. And we start to stack and stack and stack all these things that cause us stress. And we don't take this just a few minutes a day to focus on what makes us happy. But when we do that, when we take a few minutes to focus on what makes us happy, we'll realize that we become more productive with our jobs, with our careers, with our kids. We're not as stressed out. We don't get so tense. We don't yell as much because we're happy. And when we're happy, we create more happiness around us. And it's so powerful. So I don't know if that was the question you wanted me to answer. I'm sorry, I got a little long-winded there. No, that's true. That sometimes, sometimes we need to give us permission to ourselves to try to be true to ourselves. And sometimes we, we, we only listen to family members or friends that are the naysayers, right? Oh, and we believe that they know better and we don't listen to ourselves. So that's... It, it, it's it's yeah. so easy to get sucked into that too because we do have that outside influence. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what I want to you know, promote is, you know, if you want to listen to people, and this was something I learned going back to when I was, what, 15, 16 years old. And this goes back to even when I was going to NA meetings. You know, you know it's like, if you want what somebody has, you got to do what they do. So you want to be, or they don't have the experience that you're looking for, why are you going to listen to them? Oh, it's really they easy. It's really easy to listen to those people in our lives. You know, we've all got family members that are not where we want to be. And we, we might look at those family members or our friends and say, man, their life is a mess, but they're sitting there giving us advice and we're listening to it. Yes. You know, it's, it, I would much rather say, Hey, you know what? Find the people that are where you want to be. You know, maybe you see somebody who's just really super happy and you want to be happy. You find out what they're doing. What is it that makes them happy? If you see somebody and has the materialistic things, what is it that they're doing? You know, I'm not a very materialistic person. I live very humbly. I don't need fancy things, you know, but I do, you know, I always like to learn how people are generating revenue and what they're doing.
And are they happy doing what they're doing? Because some people sacrifice their happiness for dollars. Yeah, you need to have balance. And at the end, we see all these people. What was that? I didn't hear you. That you need to have balance. Yeah, and, and some people get stuck in these careers that they're miserable, but because they're making money, they stay there. So I, I always encourage people, figure out what it is that you truly desire. Money doesn't solve problems. It doesn't solve anything. It makes, might make certain things easier. You know, it makes things a little more comfortable. You have a little more flexibility. But at the end of the day, if you're not a happy person, if you're not happy in, internally, all the money in the world is not going to make you happy because you go buy a fancy car, you buy a nice house. And after a few weeks or a few months, all of a sudden, that's not bringing you happiness anymore because it was instant gratification when you bought it. You know, so we got to figure out what is it that truly makes us happy? What is the thing that fulfills us? And all those other things, the nice car, the nice house, you know, the status things, those are bonuses. If you can be happy when you have absolutely nothing, you will be happy when you have everything. Yeah. But if you can't be happy, unless you have something, you're never truly going to be happy because it's not internal. It's always external. And you're always going to look for external factors to make you happy. That's true. You're hiding. You're hiding for the real, how you're really feeling. And, true. And I think we forget sometimes, you know, um, we live by society standards. We live by family standards, by friends standards. And we forget about living for ourselves. And we need to really focus because um, what kind of legacy you're leaving behind? If you only live half a life, you're not true to yourself. In every, um, in every description of the world. And I'm glad you brought up that word legacy because that was why I started my whole business was I wanted a legacy to leave behind me. You know, something I could pass on to my kids and then their kids and their kids. And that when I leave this planet, I want my name to be spoken in a good way. Say, wow, that was somebody who really contributed to our community. That was somebody who made a difference. That was somebody who went out and supported nonprofit organizations. That was somebody who you lit up our lives, you know, and, and I, I want my name and my, my legacy to be of somebody who made a difference somebody who made an impact and somebody who, like I said, I, I leave something for my kids and I want them to carry that on so they can make a difference and they can make people happy and hopefully yeah. and carried on a very positive life. And, and when you do something that, that you enjoy, that you really, the hours don't count, right? You, you can spend 11 hours or 24 hours doing one thing and they just sleep away. While you do something that you hate, three minutes sounds like 20 hours, four hours. So yeah. it makes your time more valuable. It, it makes it last longer. It gives you better satisfaction. And it's not about the money, but once you 100% committed to doing something and you enjoy doing it and you're doing it well because you're committed to it, the money will come. The world has a way of rewarding us when we're doing things in a good way, I think. And it's, it's basically the law of growth, right? What we focus on will grow. 
what we choose to see, we'll see more of in our lives. It's kind of like if you, if you buy a new car, for example, you know, you're driving around, you think you got this new car and all of a sudden the car that you bought, you start seeing everywhere around because all of a sudden you have this new car and you start to see, we start to focus on these things because now it's part of our lives. It goes the same thing with positivity and negativity. If we choose to focus on positive things in our life and things that we're grateful for and positive memories, we're going to see more positive. Right. They say your grass is always green on the other side because we're always looking for something better, something different. But if we sit and really focus on where that grass is green, we'll see more green everywhere. You know, and same thing with the negativity. If we focus on negativity, you know, how, how hard our life is or, you know, how we hate our job or, you know, I'm stressed out over bills. That's going to continue to happen in our lives because that's what we're focusing on. What we tell our minds is extremely important. I can't, I can't express enough how powerful our minds and the way we think is. It is, it's just so powerful. It's, it's, I can't even just, I get choked up thinking about it. And it's not something that I would say is just all woo woo or, or, you know, metaphysical. It's, it's been proven in my life over and over again. When I choose to look and focus on certain things, that energy comes back. And we create the life that we want based on what we're putting out into the world. And what we focus on does come back to us. What we choose to see, you know, there's an old quote that that I loved again. Our life is nothing more than a reflection of our thoughts. And that quote was spoke to me as well. Because what it is that we think, what we allow into our minds, create our reality. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Joe Dispenza, you know, he talks a lot about brain heart coherence and he talks about how, you know, thoughts that fire and wire together, you know, and he, he focuses on all the, he's focusing on a lot of mindset stuff and he was injured really bad. If I, I don't remember if it was like he was hit by a vehicle or run over and broke multiple vertebrae in his back and was told that he would never walk again, that he needed surgery. And if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. This isn't, you know, fresh in my mind, but he refused to do the surgery and through his mind, through seeing himself healing, through saying positive thoughts and seeing himself walking again, he actually healed himself. And he does programs and classes on, on brain heart coherence and how what we put out there, you know, the, the words that we say, what we're putting into our mind will affect our lives. And he actually, I mean, he's helped people heal themselves of cancer and all sorts of stuff with mindset and the way people see things and do things and what we're telling ourselves. So it's been proven. It's scientifically proven. It's not just, I'm just not saying this because I think it's cool to say it. I've seen it either in my life or I've seen it in other people's lives and it's phenomenal. It makes sense. We made our energy. Energy never goes away. It's just evolve. So what do you do with that energy? How you utilize it? Right. Right? Absolutely. Um, so, so what, a, what about your t-shirt? What, what's the story behind that? Okay, so this t-shirt, um, Flip the Switch, it's a brand that I created. Um, for my birthday this year, I wanted to do something different, and I wanted, to, I wanted to start something that would impact my local community first and kind of get out there. Mm-hmm. So 
I decided that for my birthday this year, I was going to start a challenge on Facebook called the 30 day, 30 second flip the switch challenge. Pretty cool. And was spending 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds in the evening for 30 days to basically flip the switch of our, our, our brain. I've seen with all the stuff that's happening and I don't want to focus on the negativity and that's happening, but so much going on in the world with the world being shut down and everything that's going on. I just saw so many people, they're stressed, they're unhappy, they're depressed. You know, people are losing their jobs and all this stuff going on that's negative. So I want to do something that would create some positivity and happiness in the lives of people who I could touch. You know, and I, so I started off with Facebook and people that I knew on Facebook. I started a group and invited people and encouraged other people to invite. And it was very simple. It was 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds in the evening, focusing on something positive. So I would post an affirmation every day and each day that affirmation would be a different one. And I kind of based, I had a bunch of them written out on paper that I came up with on my own. And I'm very much a firm believer in going deeper. I'm not a surface level person. So I wanted to come up with deep resonating ones. And I started watching what was happening in the group and the way people were engaging. So I'd get you know deeper and deeper as we progressed. But it was start in the morning with an affirmation. You look yourself in the mirror, you say this affirmation out loud two or three times while looking at yourself. Now that's something that's really hard. A lot of people can't look at themselves and tell themselves something positive because they don't believe it in their mind yet. Or they don't because their life's a mess. So starting in the morning with something positive, looking at yourself in the mirror, taking a really deep breath, like a and when you take that deep breath, you start to just look, you, your body will feel differently. And you look at yourself, you say this positive affirmation. In the evening, you go back and you do the same thing. You take your deep breath. You look at yourself in the mirror. You say the affirmation, you know, two or three times. But then when you do that, you also attach something that you're grateful for for the day. So it could be something that happened throughout the day. And, you know, I hear people say, oh, I've got nothing to be grateful for. No, you do have something to be grateful for. If you woke up today, you have something to be grateful for. There's a lot of people who didn't. If you can get out of bed and walk with your own two feet, You've got something to be grateful for because there's a lot of people, don't. you know, and I, I love using that example. I have a son who has a prosthetic leg. He's only got one leg, but he's also a college level baseball player. You know, our mind is, you know, what controls us, not the, not the situation that we're in. So focusing on something you have to be grateful for. Um, Nick Wojcik is another person who talks about this and, you know, he's a guy, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he has a, I think it's called no arms, no legs, no worries. He was born missing both arms, both legs. Um, yeah, he came he out says, to Rice World. Focus on the fact that I have no, no. What was that? He came out to Rice World. Yes, he he was he was on there. I, I missed him. I wasn't there that day. But yeah, he's he's phenomenal. And one of the things I remember, and the very first time I saw him was years ago, probably ten years ago or so. He says, "I can sit here and focus on the fact that I have no arms, no legs." Or I could be grateful for my little chicken drumstick because he has a little flap on, like um, on it, on it, like off his hip, and he fl he flaps around. He calls his little chicken drumstick, and he plays drums with it, and he kicks with it, and you know all sorts of stuff. So it it goes back to that. It's instead of being unhappy or miserable about the things we don't have, it's being grateful for the things that we do. And even when we think.
take a few minutes. It may be hard. It may people may need a little coaching on it. You know, I'm I'm always happy to sh share with people things that they have to be grateful for. But it's like so that was the other piece. It was the the affirmation, the gratitude, and then reliving a positive experience or something you've accomplished, because the research shows that when you attach a positive feeling and gratitude to an affirmation, it gives that more power, because now you're focusing that. You relive that positive emotion. It makes us happier. And when we're happier and we put that positivity out there, we're going to gain more positivity and more momentum. Okay. So that's, that's the law. Again, I'm a little long winded. That's the, the history of the shirt. Flip the switch started with a challenge. The group um, grew organically. We didn't do any advertising there was no fees or anything. It was just something I created on Facebook called the 30 day, 30 second flip the switch challenge. After two weeks, we had about 200 people in the group and people were really enjoying it. And I said, you know what? I'm really enjoying it. So I wanted to come up with a t-shirt and a brand for flip the switch because I think it's, it's a quick and easy mental reminder of what to do. And there was a few times throughout that month where even myself, you know, 4th of July, for some reason this year, 4th of July really hit me hard and I was miserable, absolutely miserable. You know, and I, I started thinking all these negative thoughts about, you know, why I, why I didn't like 4th of July. And, you know, I was thinking about the animals that, you know, are sensitive to the noise. And I thought about all the pollution. I thought about, you know, the combat and here are these bombs going off and it's, you know, creating that shell shock and the, and the PTSD. And, you know, I thought about all the money and the people who in the world, you know, are struggling right now financially, but here we are blowing up millions of dollars in fireworks. And I got in this really negative headspace, just really negative. And I came home that night and I'm like, I need to flip the switch. I need, yeah. I need to flip it. So, so I, I flipped it and I said, okay, I chose not to spend money on that. So I did my part. I put positivity out there for other people. You know, I, I tried to, I tried to think of all the things. And even though I was in a negative headspace, I started thinking about what I could do differently. I could let people know, you know, be aware of, Hey, you know what? This could be traumatic to animals. You know, it could be traumatic to veterans. You know, hey, if you see somebody who's struggling, right? Buy somebody a drink. Buy somebody a hamburger. You know, or or something. And just what do, what do I have control over? And that was the other piece. Is going back to the internal external factors. There are things in life that we have control over. There's things in life we do not have control over. So at that point in time, I was letting external factors control me. And I thought about that and there's nothing I can do about other people's choices. There's absolutely nothing I can do about what somebody else chooses to do. So I sat there and said, why am I going to be upset with somebody else choosing to do something that's bringing them happiness? Just because I don't like it doesn't mean nobody likes it. So it's not fair for me to place my expectations on the world. You have to find the like-minded people. It's always yeah. on. I, so that's what I started doing is I started saying, okay, instead of being angry and mad and throwing a temper tantrum, which is what I did, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to flip this. What do I have control over? I don't have control over people that are choosing to do fireworks. I don't have control over people are spending their money the way they want to spend their money. They work to, they work 
for their money for whatever they do, they deserve to spend it however they want to spend it. So I flipped, I flipped my own switch, chose to be appreciative for the fact that I followed my own advice. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here preaching, flip the switch, flip the switch. I need to do this for myself. So I, the, the name flip the switch, I wanted something simple, something easy that people could, when they get into that funk, can say, okay, I need to flip this around and do it. Well, it's very catchy. So I think it will take off real quick. So Thank you. It's pretty awesome. It's so simple, but amazing, right? Thank you. And I I think right going. now people need it. So that's definitely something that we all need right now. Yeah, I am keeping the group going. I, I'm, I'm changing the format a bit because it's obviously the 30 days is up. You know, that ended on the 1st or July 31st. I did a bonus day because I, I messed up. I, I did two day 29s. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so um, you know, I, I am keeping the group up because I, I did a poll. I asked people, you know, are you enjoying this? Do you want to keep this going? And it, Everyone who responded to me said, yes, this has made a significant difference in my life. Even if I don't actively participate in the group, I'm enjoying seeing the positivity and it's really important right now. So I've chosen to keep the group up. I'm still going to do, it's not going to be an everyday affirmation, but I'm going to be doing maybe a quote of the week. I'm going to be doing some live videos here. Um, yesterday, I, I brought a highlighter in and talked about highlighting um, just parts that. of our lives. Oh, do you see that? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so it's just gonna be a different structure. I'm gonna be bringing some guest speakers in to kind of talk about some different stuff. I have a friend named Mike who's a financial strategist. Heard a lot of people in the group talking about finances lately, so I want to bring him in who can talk about ways to save money or you know cash flow and ways to generate income during stressful times. So I'm gonna bring an expert who specializes in that in to talk about ways in which people can save money right now or you know generate more more funds somehow by doing certain tips and tricks um so, so yeah just just stuff like that to kind of get the keep the brand going keep keep engagement because i don't want the group to die out that's good no and you know and that's the great thing about entrepreneurs you always find something new to do something that it just um it add up to the original idea or it just becomes something else uh they take off on, on its own right and that's what keeps us innovative. So. Absolutely. And, and as an entrepreneur, for me at least, I'm always interested in learning. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an employee, if you're wherever you're at in life, if you remain open-minded and open to learning, your life mm -hmm. is just, I mean, we're designed to learn. We're designed to experience and designed to grow. And, you know, I mean, even just going outside, like we talked about earlier, things that make us happy. You know, there's research that shows being outside in nature helps people be more productive. It helps us, you know, calm and center ourselves and makes us feel feel better. And we, we spend so much time in these concrete jungles and so much technology and electronics and, you know, buildings around us and concrete everywhere. And that's not what we were designed for. We're designed to be outside. We're designed to be physical and get active and and work out and, and get our blood pumping and you know do things. When we don't do that, we don't feel as good physically. When we don't feel as well physically, we don't feel as good mentally, and we don't feel good mentally, we're not gonna be as productive. So if we can if we can do these things, it, it just it just builds us up. And I just I forgot where I was going with that, but 
it was kind of just that the whole the theory as continuing to learn continuing to grow you know read a book talk to somebody you know talk to anybody because everybody i can say this from my experience talk to has added some sort of value even if we don't agree with them even if we don't have the same opinion everybody has something to contribute we all have different backgrounds we all have different life experiences and if we can open our minds to listen to somebody else even if we don't agree with them we don't have to agree but just listen to their perspective mm -hmm. listen to where they're coming from you know i think there's a lot of power in that yes it is we need to open our circle right a circle of people that we listen to that we talk to um that we learn from uh because that's the only way that we grow if we stay in one place always and either physically or mentally we're not going to grow at all we're going to be stuck so yes it's if very important think, to keep learning if you think about water for example right you know water when it's flowing is the purest it, it purifies itself you can drink if you go to the mountains and you have this raging water you can drink you know straight from the from the waterfalls and everything but if you sit there and go to a lake that's completely stagnant you have moss growing and algae and bacteria and and all this stuff we're, we're the same way if we're stuck in the same spot we're not growing or we're going to grow stuff that we don't want to grow mm -hmm. we're you know you know, if we if we if we stay moving, we keep that momentum. We're going to grow in, in bigger and better ways. Yeah, and we focus on the negative instead of the positive, right? Because we still need we still had that same um, fly or stage uh, instinct, right? And we uh, deal with it in a, in a different way. So if we don't do something productive, now we're dealing with it getting angry because we still get that adrenaline rush. <laughs> you know, it was, and you become addicted to it. There's some people that are always angry because they are addicted to that adrenaline rush. That's you know, very so, true. So you need to switch. You need to flip the switch, right? <laughs> Where do you use my shirt? I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to, yeah, you need to do it. You need to focus on the positive. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to help people out with that. That's kind of a, passionize help people you know realize what it what it is that we have to be grateful for or appreciative of or just the way we think you know it's it's so simple and so so much that we have to do it's you know we've got we got we got an opportunity every day to make our life something great and something better you know so many people waste that by focusing on the negative or are focusing on the things that they don't have. So why waste an opportunity? Why waste an opportunity to make a difference in your life? Even if you don't, I mean, I always like impacting other people, but even if you don't impact anybody else, make a difference in your life. Make a decision and you wake up that you're gonna have the best day ever. And you know what, and then tomorrow will be the best day again. And then the best day and every day we build on that previous day. And people will see that when you do that, you're gonna attract people to you. And we don't realize it, but we have influence on everybody. Yes. You know, especially kids. You know, if, if people have kids, our attitude will 
have a difference in how they perform. So that would definitely, what is it you're putting out there? And what message are you telling your kids? What life do you want your kids to have? And what life do you want your kids to live? And start modeling that. Because we as parents are our kids' mentors. We're the people that they learn from. They learn how to treat others. They learn how to allow themselves to be treated. And I say this a lot of times, especially for relationships. If you're in a relationship that's abusive, you're telling your kid that that's okay. Either as an abuser, you're saying that's okay. Allow people to do this to you. Yep. And that is a very powerful message to kids. They see that. They see their, their mom or dad in a situation that's not okay. And um, that's how they're going to expect to be treated. So, so treat people the way you want people to treat your kids or treat people the way you want your kids to treat people. And I think that for me was a big, when I had kids, my life definitely changed. And I started doing things a little bit differently. I used to be crazy. You know, I was going back to my original story. The running joke when I was in middle school is I was most likely to be dead by 20 hmm. because I was doing, I was doing stupid things. I was jumping off of roofs and I would ride my bike and I'd see how close I can get to a car before I would dart out in front of it you know, and see if they would hit, like, I try not, not to get hit, but I wanted them to slam on their brakes and cause chaos. I was stupid. You know, it wasn't a cool thing to do. Looking back, back then I thought it was super cool. Oh, look, I can make them slam on their brakes. And I, I was playing Frogger with myself, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. It's, it's, uh, it's powerful because you you changed the direction of your life right you remade yourself you went and you know had a had a moment realized that you needed to change and not only that you went and made it happen because one thing is to think about what we need to do what we're going to do and then are you going to do it and you're going to take that first step that that's the hardest part is the first step because after that it gets a little bit easier a little bit easier it's just putting one feet in front of the other so and i would say that's true in life with everything yes the hardest the hardest part in anything is just getting started once you get started you start to build momentum you start to get that ball rolling and, and, and it does get easier and every little accomplishment and this is something that i would say to celebrate accomplishments no matter how small they are it doesn't matter because when again going back to what i said earlier when we attach a positive feeling to something we're going to want to do more of it and it's actually um og mandino's greatest salesman in the world book says that it's i think it's in the first habit he talks about creating habits and getting rid of negative habits creating positive habits and you know when we start to celebrate those little successes and start to, you know, enjoy certain habits, they become like nature, like breathing and blinking our eyes. We don't have to think about it. We just do them. And once we get started, we celebrate and create happy feelings around certain habits. We'll start to do them more and more. Yes. And we should, because it feels good, right? You know, and we, and we live in footprints, meaningful footprints. 
to everybody that comes after us, especially our kids. Absolutely. So what are some of the, you know, the golden nuggets? What, are, what else um, that you would like to share with our, or what project do you have that you want to share with your with our audience or our listeners? Oh boy. Golden nuggets, there, geez, there's so many of them. Um, one, remain teachable. Okay. Remain teachable. Um, I don't care how long you're, you're in business. There's always something you can learn. Um, remain humble. You know, it doesn't matter how successful you become. Always be, have a giving heart. You know, learn to give. Learn to, you know, just, just be a giver. Because the more we give, the more we're going to get in return. You know, if, if you're struggling with something, help somebody else. Something I've learned throughout my life is that when I help other people, it helps me too. And when I'm feeling down, if I reach out to a friend that's struggling or if I see somebody struggling and I offer help to them, some miracle happens where I start to feel better. So helping others is really powerful, especially especially if we're struggling ourselves. I think that's, that's a huge key. Um, and I, I know it was brought up a lot in Rise Up and you know, it's continued to be brought up in other, other areas and other groups is give, give more, give more, give more. I, I can't stress that enough. And that was how, that's how I got named Impactful Man of the Year. And that's how my business has grown is by getting involved with nonprofit organizations and giving. And if you can't give financially, spend a few hours donating your time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I think that's, I think that's important. You know, definitely, like I said, remain teachable. That's, that's huge. You know, open-mindedness is huge, you know, and just continue to grow. Do everything you can to continue to grow. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's something that I struggled with, you know, and that's, that's something I still struggle with is asking for help. That's a hard one for me, but I would say that that is one of the most important things. We don't know everything. I don't care how much somebody knows you don't know everything. So ask for help. Find people who, and I said this earlier, so if I'm redundant, I apologize. Find people who are where you want to be and talk to them. And when I say talk to them, don't be a leech and try to suck the life out of them and tell me all your secrets. No, but have a conversation. Ask them where they came from. Ask how they got where they are. You know, most people see the tip of the iceberg they don't see what's underneath they don't see the struggles and the failure and the sleepless nights and going days without eating and going you know losing relationships or any of the, any of the struggle they just see success they see what's right in front of our eyes because they weren't there on the journey but if you talk to a lot of truly successful people there's been struggle there's been heartbreak there's been trial and error there's been failures and yeah. and when we can learn from people most successful people are willing to share. At least that's what I've, what I've come across. The truly successful people want to, want to share that information. They want people to be successful. Successful people build other people up so they can be successful. And when you come across people who don't want to build you up or put you down or, or you know, try to knock you down, those are not the right people to align yourself with. Right. Go out there and find the people who want to build you up. Go out there and find people who are successful in different areas. You know, somebody who's successful in 
in relationships may not be successful financially or may not be successful spiritually. So find the areas in which you want to be successful because I think there's, there's multiple areas of our lives, right? There's our health and our fitness. There's our spiritual side, relationships. There's financial. There's business. There's all sorts of different areas of our lives. So find people who are successful in different areas and learn from them. Uh, it goes back to that you should not be the smartest person in that room, right? You should be Absolutely. surrounded with people that are smarter than you. Uh, and that includes your team. You want to hire people that are smart in what they do, what they specialize in, you know, and give them the power to empower them to help you, you know? Yeah, and I, I, I saw this, I don't know if it was a post or something, but it had talked about leadership and, you know, talked about a true leader is not a leader because of um, how strong they are. A true leader is a leader because they empower others to be strong. Right. And that's the, and I, don't, I may not have gotten that quote exactly correct, but that it was a very true statement. And I think about people in my lives that I've looked to and had the most respect for, and they were the people who empowered other people to rise up, to encourage them to share their ideas. The ones that were, you know, there's a boss and there's leadership. You know, a leader is going to learn just as much from his crew or his employees as he would or she would from, you know, from anybody, you know. So I fully, I fully believe in empowering other people and listening, you know, to others. It's so important. It is. It is. It definitely is. So um, any, any projects or any, um, any books or any video courses that you want our listeners to check out? To... Um, I don't have any of my own that I would say right now. Um, you know, there's, there's some great books and resources out there. You know, for me, if anybody, if anybody in your audience wants to reach out to me, um, I can be found on Facebook. Um, you can email me. Um, if you want to join the 30-day the challenge, it's not a 30-day challenge anymore. Keeping the group going, please, please jump in there and, you know, introduce yourself, you know, um, you know, for email, I guess the best email for me, um, the brand I'm working on creating is called shout from the heart. So it's shout from the heart at gmail.com. So if somebody wants to reach out personally to me, um, you know, people want to, um, reach out on Facebook. It's just my first name. I A N last name is M A N H E I M E R. Um, by the time this airs, I might have a different profile picture, but right now it's a picture of me with a big magnifying glass in front of my eye. I'm like, yeah. like with, a, with a goofy face because I like humor. That would be another golden nugget, laugh. Yeah. Life is too short not to laugh. So um, make sure to laugh often and, and find humor in everything. Even stressful situations, if you can find a way to laugh, you know, I'll go back to Les Brown for a second. You know, when he did his interview, cancer and the doctor had told him it had spread to seven different areas in his body and he started laughing and the doctor's like this guy's crazy why is he laughing you know well he was laughing and he, he he was laughing he told the doctor i'm laughing because seven's my lucky number you know he found a way to make being told he had cancer in seven different areas of his body into something positive 
That's powerful. And he beat it. He got rid of the cancer. He beat seven areas of cancer in his body. That is amazing. And he said a big part of that was through humor, being able to laugh. You know, I remember growing up, I always heard laughter is the, the best medicine. And I, I firmly believe in that. So laugh. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, to talk to you to hear your story. Um, any last words? Yeah. If, if anybody from your audience, like I said, wants to reach out, um, I'm happy to, you know, jump on a Zoom call, jump on a quick phone call. Um, you know, people want to message me on Facebook or email. I can set up a, a quick, you know, maybe 10, 15 minute, you know, if they want to, I don't want to say consultation, that doesn't sound right, but quick call to say, hey, you know, I've got this situation, you know, what would you suggest? I'm happy to, you know, offer something like that to your audience and say, hey, you know, here, here's what I would recommend or just bounce ideas or just do an introduction, you know, learn, learn more about people. The more people we learn, the more, or the more people we meet, the more people we can learn from. So I'm open to learning and meeting new people all the time. And I would love to connect with some of your audience. Awesome. Um, like I say, it was a pleasure. Um, stay tuned um, to more episodes of Understand Podcast. And hopefully we have you again as a, as a new guest, you know, about your new project. Anytime. I'm, I'm more than happy. And thank you. I want to say thank you to you so much for, you know, choosing to have me on here and allowing me to share a little bit of my, my background and my experience and, you know, my crazy thoughts and, you know, if there's anything I can do to help support you and, and your and your mission and your journey, please feel free to reach out anytime. I'm always happy to help out. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Founders Time Podcast. Remember, subscribe to our newsletter at founderstime.com for more tips and tricks on how to make your podcast great. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts.